Hello, and welcome to Diagnostics Digest. I'm today's host, Nathan Sharp, and my focus here at CM Life Science is in the diagnostic space, with specialist interest in the point of care and rapid testing market. In today's episode, I speak with Wendy Harmon, Vice President of Product and Commercial at Weaver Health. We speak about how to retain core company culture whilst scaling. We discuss what makes their technology different than the other blood collection solutions in the market, how they built their culture at Weaver Health, and the recently announced LabCorp partnership. Whether you're interested in retaining company culture in the diagnostic space, launching a successful diagnostics company, or are keen to hear insight from an esteemed leader in the space, then be sure to have a listen. Here it is. I hope you enjoy. Wendy, thank you for making some time. Great to have you on the podcast. I wanted to start with the article you guys posted recently on, on LinkedIn. I thought it was something I was reading before you joined the call, and I thought it was a, a good place to to start, really. Um, powered by our Velvet Blood collection device, people across the US can now determine the risk of diabetes with just a prick of the finger and a few drops of blood from the comfort of their home. This is the why behind what we do, enabling access to testing that can improve people's lives. And I picked that out because I think that says a lot about a company and hopefully you can elaborate on that a little bit today as well. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, uh, we're really excited at Weaver Health to be a part of, I think, this new transformation that's happening in healthcare and really empowering patients, empowering consumers, and then being able to put access to that healthcare in their own hands. And so we're, we were thrilled to partner uh, with LabCorp, thrilled that they're now bringing this opportunity and this offering to market. And it's so important because this really is, you know, a huge healthcare crisis in, in, in the U.S. There's 96 million, close to 100 million people here who are pre-diabetic. Um, and most of them are not aware that they might be pre-diabetic. And so being able to start to put our arms around the progress of diabetes and the progress of this disease and help people start to integrate their wearable tech, integrate things that they're doing in their lifestyle changes, wellness habits that they're including, but then fill in that missing link. And there's always been that missing link of what's happening at the physiological, the cellular level to know that all these things I'm doing, whether it's I'm eating more fish or I'm changing my diet or I'm taking more steps or I'm getting better sleep to help improve some of my outcomes or maybe prevent you know, things like diabetes. Um, that's always been the missing link is, is what's happening at the cellular level. And so now with um, our Velvet device and in partnership with organizations like LabCorp, we're able to put that in the hands of people in their own home, the privacy of their own home, the convenience of their own home, um, to, to get that information and to start to fill in those links. They can then work with their healthcare provider. They can start to integrate all of this other data sets that they're collecting through wearable tech and through journaling, whatever it might be. Um, and that can really help, we hope, transform some of these chronic diseases um, and just increase the overall wellness. So big, big aspirations, big, big, I think, important work to do. Um, and really, really excited that this is now, you know, an offering certainly in, here in the U.S. Absolutely. I, I'm sure this will be the first of many, hopefully, and continue the growth. Uh, and whilst we're on the point of 
what we would do. Um, do. Do you mind just giving a, a quick overview for, for the listeners as to who you are and I guess what your role is at Weaver Health? Sure, absolutely. would love to. Um, so my name is Wendy Harmon. I am VP of product and, and commercial. So um, just kind of boil it down really in leading the charge here to figure out what's our product strategy, product roadmap, where will we go next um, from the portfolio in terms of the offerings that we are bringing to market, as well as then working with the marketing team and the sales team for the commercial excellence and commercial pull through. So trying to start to think all the way through what is the next product, where do we want to go to, what is that going to be in the market, and then how do we, what are the right channels, who are the right partners, um, where do we find those paths to get this great tech and combination with with laboratory results um, in our partnerships into hands of patients. So um, I really enjoy and I love seeing almost that full product cycle. So all the way from what's our earliest iterations and back of the, you know, napkin sketching as to what our products could become all the way to like, okay, how are we going to take these customers and get them to the next level to help them achieve their um, their own business goals, you know. So um, we work very much in a B two B, B two B two C milieu, and so I think it's really interesting and really fun to see that we can help enable our customers to achieve their business goals too. So it's a it's a lot, uh, but it's really fun and very engaging, and we have a great team um, uh, just with, to kind of go after it, just really see where we can take this company. Fantastic, thank you. Would you mind then? I guess given a bit of an overview of what drew you to Weaver Health in the first place? Absolutely. Um, I think it's a wonderfully exciting time for healthcare um, and, and it's an exciting time for diagnostics. And I've always loved diagnostics. I've worked in many, many aspects of healthcare, pharma and diagnostics. Um, and I love the idea that we're able to really get at the underlying and identify for patients and for consumers, identify what's the underlying issue that might be driving your symptoms um, from the diagnostic side. From the medical therapy and from the pharma side, we then can have solutions if medical interventions needed. But I think healthcare and this idea of wellness and, and with the appropriate information and the appropriate diagnosis um, or diagnostic markers, you can start to take that back, that ownership of, of wellness into your own hands as a, as a consumer. And so working on that side to maybe complement or augment, or in some instances prevent the need for medical therapy um, is really, really exciting. So Weaver in particular has, has this great technology that is allowing us to really come to the table to meet the needs of, of consumers where they're able to do this in your own home. And as we talked about earlier, integrate this with all the other aspects of data points that we're gathering all the time. So um, I think it's gonna, we're at a really interesting point um, in healthcare right now. Certainly the pandemic has shown that remote testing, um, remote delivery of healthcare is doable and is here to stay. I think we're also at a really interesting intersection of big data and AI learning and being able to put together algorithms and understand different confluence of different biomarkers. And so um, all of that comes back to the blood and none of that can be used and you know, 
put through the algorithms and give you a result unless you can have a way of accessing that you know biological sample or that blood sample. And so Weaver is coming up with um, a whole roadmap and portfolio of products, and we've started with our Velvet product to enable that. So it's really at the beginning of putting, again, we talked about that, that link of what's happening at the cellular level, how can we move that into kind of the AI level and understand what that means long-term consequence You've got to have the blood, and so that's that's what Weaver does, um, and that's what drew me to the to the organization. I've been I've been with Weaver just a little over a year now, um, and really exciting to see what the opportunities are for for this company, and then just as I said, for healthcare delivery in general. Great to hear you speak so passionately, obviously about the goals that you're trying to achieve with Weaver, and obviously what drew you to to the company in the first place. It's I agree in terms of patients always taking that. Uh, taking that back into their own hands as well and, and allowing them to do that and facilitating it and bringing that testing nearer to the to the patient as well um, definitely the way diagnosis diagnostics is, is going as a market i mean when it comes to you mentioned obviously the the blood collection device there that you, you guys have uh, recently partnered with LabCorp on but um what makes that technology different to other blood collection solutions yeah that's a great question there's lots of well there's a number of other solutions on the market um what makes our technology different it really allows for an expanded test menu um for some of the other collection methods there's some tests you'll never be able to do unless you are right there and you have like a, a wet format we are this is a dried format of blood but rather than other dried formats our technology separates some of the components of the blood out on a, on a proprietary membrane. So you have red blood cells and cellular components and you have the plasma components on a separate part of the membrane. And we do that in a very precise metered way. And we do that in a way that is also very controlled in terms of the drying um, to get that sample stable. So it's a very, very stable um, sample. It can be mailed, it's easily transported. So you can be very remote. You don't have to be there. Things don't start to degrade because um, it's dried down. And then that separation technology, we said, allows for an expanded test menu. So you can start to look at assays or analytes that require the plasma region of the blood separated from the cellular component. So um, you're not able to do all testing, for sure. But as we as we look at you know the, our product roadmap, as we look down the road of, of collecting different types of samples, um, that's kind of something we're starting to think about. Um, so we're very, we're, I'm very proud, proud of the team, proud of, proud of the technology. Um, and we're really excited to see kind of what the implications then are as we take that forward. Great, thank you. I guess I'll pick up a little bit on what you just said then and say that you're proud of the team. I guess, how would you describe the company as a whole and how would you describe that culture? You're obviously proud to work there and proud of the team that's around you and your colleagues? What, what, why is that? What, what makes them different? Yeah, thanks, thanks for asking that. Um, I, we're a very passionate group and we're a, a small and nimble group right now. So we're growing. I think, you know, we recently received uh, or was named one of the best small companies to work for in Boston. And I think that's because of the culture. I think comes to mind is caring. We care a lot about uh, the patients, care a lot about the consumers. Um, we care a lot about the product, that it's going to meet the needs for all people that touch it, whether they're working in the lab with the samples or whether they're the end user. Um, and we care a lot about each other. 
Um, and so I, that's what makes it a really special place for me. It's a very energetic place. There is never a shortage of issues to kind of put your head around and try and solve, right? So I think people who are attracted to come here are kind of have that expansive growth mentality. And I think a common theme I've heard a lot as people are, are you know, onboarding is they like to build things. Um, you know, we have engineers that are great at literally building things, you know, and our operations team is great at building things at a large scale. And then, but strategically, I think across the board, um, the leadership team, the, the supporting teams, like we love to build the strategy, love to then kind of see how it is, go forward and go do it. Um, we're small enough that we can have all team meetings and just decide this is what we really, if we need to change focus, we'll change focus to get whatever it needs to be done. So I think that's really important. And from that, I think lastly, it's very inspiring. I, I, I personally am very inspired by my colleagues and the expertise they bring to the table. Um, the ideas and the voices behind those ideas kind of come from all over and they're put into the middle of everything that it is that we're trying to achieve. So. Um, it is, there's a lot happening and it's at times exhausting as any startup is, but in a very invigorating kind of way. I mean, there's different ways of, of take, if you're going to be all in, let's be all in and build something that's super exciting um, and has a really meaningful role to play. Um, I don't know if that starts to touch on it a little bit, but um, I, I love the size. Um, I can, couldn't, as I said, I couldn't be more proud to work for Weaver and to work with the people that I work with. And it really is an all-in. Everyone has such an important role to play. Couldn't do it without every single person who's there together, right? So we uh, we use a lot of analogies. <laughs> are we rowing in the same direction? Are we building? Or whatever it is we're doing, but everyone we need everyone there who is on the team, and it's and we have fun. We have a lot of fun. Which is the most important right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're doing this all for most of your waking hours. So it has to, has to be fun. Absolutely. And I, I think you're all working towards the same goal with, with where Weaver wants to be as a company. And like you say, uh, alongside that, if you're not having fun whilst doing it, if you're not enjoying working with your colleagues, then you, you probably need to go find a new, you, you probably need to reset and, and, and find what you are passionate about, find what you are enjoying care about so very refreshing to, to hear that from you and that you speak so highly of the rest of the team about i mean you mentioned that the built invest places to work in boston that doesn't just come overnight that just didn't happen by chance that you you got that award i know you mentioned obviously you, you've joined the company within well a, a year or just over a year but how do you feel like that culture has been built up until I guess that point of winning that award and how has it continued to, or how does it continue to be built day to day? Those are great questions because I think it's so important, especially a company that's our size. And I think any company our size when faced with growth, which is wonderful, that's our goal. Um, but how do you grow? How do you scale, bring additional people in that can see the vision and maintain then that culture? I think is a challenge for most companies, right? And I think that's always the thing as we, as we interview um, candidates and as people come in for various roles, I get the question a lot like, well, you guys want to grow, how are you gonna maintain this culture? That seems so engaging. Um, and I think it, it comes back to people and staying engaged with people for sure, giving everyone the permission to fail fast, 
quickly, but fail forward. We have a, there's a colleague of mine here who works on the operations team. He's like, let's fail, fa let's fail forward fast, meaning it's okay. Let's figure out what we're doing and then regroup and move forward if we can. It's not, that's not a bad thing. That's not a negative. That's actually a learning opportunity. Um, so that's important. But I think focusing on the right people who want to be a part of the team, but are also able to roll up their sleeves, have a point of view and kind of let's get to work right and then um and then if we need to adjust we adjust you know i think team has always been super important um since i joined and what a really nice tradition that's kind of evolved um and i think it will continue and take on different iterations as we have what we call like a wednesday morning breakfast club essentially it's an all hands meeting to explore all sorts of things everything from you know book of the month kind of club where collectively as an organization we're reading the same book and having a discussion about what does that mean and how do we pull through those learnings in what we do in our own functions to updates you know from functions can happen at the at these breakfast meetings we can feature the work like go do a deep dive which is wonderful to then allow people who may be working in other functions whatever it might be to really have an understanding of what does someone do all day and what is it that they're working on so bringing that visibility to everyone's function to the broader community, I think helps us understand how we're all touching the same product, but we're all bringing, you know, our unique lens of our own function to it. And sometimes it's really important to be able to step back and say, oh, wait, you know, all these other pieces going on. And it's really important that we understand how they all fit together or they negate each other. So in terms of keeping the, um, the culture together, I think it really is trying to understand where, where people are um, in their professional development, understanding enough that you can have a personal connection, and then making sure that there's a pathway so that you feel like you're doing fulfilling important work every day. And if we can continue to do that, I think we're going to have no problem scaling and keeping our culture intact. It's exciting. Yeah, great to hear that you have things like that in place. Even touch points like that are so important for, I guess, the visibility across the business and making sure that everybody is on the same page so to speak um and, and like you say even small things like that are we all reading the same book and you may be trying to drive some initiative towards let's say diversity and inclusion or something like that that's a great touch point and they're the only way that you get those incentives actually actioned on by by having those those kind of those meetings we do a very similar thing here Charla Morris, we, we, for instance, we have a diversity and inclusion group, and it's a very open group that people are and compulsory to come and be a part of. And it's kind of having difficult conversations within our teams about mm -hmm. different experiences and, and bringing them up. So we can relate to that massively. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I have people that'll come on that'll onboard from much larger companies um, who have joined, uh, certainly on my team and across other teams. And I have heard feedback of like, wow this is so fun this is so nice this is this like never had that kind of visibility across and within so kind of up down across the organization um and it is really it is really unusual and i think that is our challenge on us is to, is to maintain that so that you have a safe space to have difficult conversations like you're saying um because sometimes there's that that happens right when you've got a group of people working together you have to be able to have the hard conversations still but still be able to come out of those conversations and say, we're still on the same team. We still have the same mission. We're still going to be focused to, to, to meeting those goals. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it is work, but it's fun work and it's good work, you know, to be involved with. Absolutely.
how, how do you think, because this is definitely something we've looked at as a company, as we've grown, um, we, we've grown significantly as a company uh, over the past year and we've had to look at it. How do you think you retain that culture that you've obviously built and been praised for and awarded for? as you scale up and as you grow? Yeah, we've had we've had our own growing pains within our organization. And I think it comes down to, at the end of the day, being able to listen, putting mechanisms in place for groups of people and for individuals. So you, whether representing a function or a team or whether we're just re representing an individual is able to feel they have a voice and feel that that voice is respected, is desired to be heard um and that will be taken seriously and then there you know can be a, according appropriate actions if needed like in terms of thinking about the culture like have we been making assumptions or have we been operating in a way where we have our own blind spots and we haven't been able to see them and so being able to allow for and be able to listen to have people be able to hold up a mirror sometimes and say, I'm not sure this is really working. Or as we grow, we've lost this particular connection, or maybe we're just moving too quickly right now. And I'm not understanding, you know, and so being able to have, I think what's really important is being able to have those structures in place so that you can hear when people are starting to say things, you know, like, I don't get it, or I'm, I'm losing that that connection to the culture um, or our culture is changing in a way that I don't see the same company, we've got to be able to hold up the mirror and, and ask the hard questions of ourselves and say, okay, are we going in the direction we want to go or do we need to course correct? So I don't, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a learn and do, right? Or do and learn uh, kind of situation. So, but, it, but it's organic. And I think that's what's important. I think as soon as you get to, and I've worked for super, super large companies too, but as soon as you get to the point where everything is just codified in a process and here's the process for how we do it, I think that's when you start to feel like there isn't so much of a soul there. Um, and it's, it's hard to orient your own, whatever you bring personally to the company with the company's mission. So I'm, I'm hopeful we're gonna be able to maintain that. I think we have, a certainly at Weaver, we have a group of people who take that really seriously. And I think it's really important to know that that's a part of the culture and part of the values. I was about to say as well, I think when you were speaking through that, I was about to say that when that structure gets put in place, I've seen, and I'm sure you have, that's where that soul and that yeah. personality and that thing that got you to where you are right now is a little bit lost. So. Good to hear that companies, I guess, have that awareness or that you guys have that awareness as well now, because there's no right way to do it. Right. Like you say, you have to go through it. And as long as you're having those touch points and those conversations throughout and making sure that you are trying to communicate with your employees or your colleagues and upwards to, to senior management, board level, et cetera, then that's the only way you're going to retain the culture right. and the stuff that you've got. Yeah, I, you know, I think one of the things we're talking about culture, I think it's really important to also find inspiration and to know that there's something inspiring that you're working towards. You know, we talk a lot about um, partners, like so LabCorp that we started with is one of them. We have other partners as well, that the work they're doing is so inspiring, is so innovative. It's gonna be so important and revolutionary to healthcare that being able to keep that and pull that through to what we do in a day-to-day -day method or day-to-day -day moment really is, is a, I think, important part of the culture too. So to feel like you have inspiration and that you have, you're part of something big is, is even though you're small, right, is, is really important. 
guess whilst we're on the topic of being small, you're, you're not going to be for forever. Uh, or that's the goal. That's the goal, right? What is next? What is that next step in the journey for, for Weaver Health? Obviously, the LabCorp announcement and partnerships won. But what's next? Um, well, we're definitely continuing to work with our partners. We want to expand across diagnostic testing, start to enable kind of a shift to preventative care, uh, wellness care, as well as provide an alternative to traditional phlebotomy, which is in place right now in terms of going to a patient center and getting your blood drawn and things like that. Um, one example is we're working with another partner called Nightingale Health. They're this really interesting company out of Finland, Helsinki, Finland. Um, they've just launched in Finland a new app that's a, that can allow them to take hundreds of biomarkers um, and start to analyze them, crunch that back end with, with their algorithms, and then give people kind of this score in terms of what is your healthy years, what kind of healthy, how many healthy years do you have in front of you before potentially one of the top 10 chronic diseases might start to slow you down. And that allows kind of people to really get a holistic picture. So it's not, you know, A1C is important, diabetes are at the heart of everything, but also trying to kind of, as I said, use algorithms of data to, to give you these wellness scores. So that's a very exciting partnership. Um, that we're working with, you know, we're, there's lots of ways of uniquely, I think, collecting blood and then taking that in for different kinds of analysis. We talk with other partners who are doing all sorts of kinds of analysis. Again, coming back to this idea of empowering the patient or empowering the consumer, depending if they're not yet a patient, they may just be a consumer, right? And so we're actively looking for all of those channels as to where we could we could grow and really be, I wanna be the device of choice. I want everyone to, at the end of the day to know who this device, what this device is and how it can enable them. There's so much implication to clinical trials that are happening. There's, there's implications for um, wellness programs that employers want to be able to deliver to their employees as part of the full kind of benefits package. There's kind of, I don't know, I mean, I, I, there's so many places we could go. Part of a, it's a, an abundance of choices. And that's actually one of our things as we grow and we want to grow and, and get to scale is to be very thoughtful and choiceful about what's the right, what's the right order and what's the right um, strategy to start to kind of put in a beachhead and then understand how we can transform the way things are being done. So a lot of it is thinking through how do we help transform those ideas? And we're really looking to partner with startups and, and, and other companies that, that get that. They're all about innovating and kind of disrupting as opposed to replacing the traditional way healthcare is, delivery, is delivered. So we're looking to disrupt and looking for partners that will help you know, come to the table and want to disrupt with us. So. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to continuing to see the journey. I've spoken to, obviously, a few people from Weaver Health now, and every time I have, it's, it's been very refreshing. And now this conversation with you has continued that. And yeah, I think it's testament to, like you say, the, the culture you have built and the passion you have for what you're trying to achieve. Congratulations on all your success so far. And I'm looking forward to continuing to see that flourish. Well, thank you so much. This has been really, really great. Just keep, keep tabs because we're going places and there's a lot, a lot of great things to see. Thank you. That was my Diagnostics Digest with Wendy Harmon, Vice President of Product and Commercial at Weaver Health, 
I'd like to thank Wendy again for her time and the insights she provided on the company and its success. I hope anyone who is interested in any of the points we discussed during the podcast could gain some valuable perspectives from her role and her experience in the industry. Check out the rest of the series for plenty more insights from industry leaders in the diagnostic space. Thank you again for listening. I've been your host, Nathan Sharp. Bye for now.